welcome back to Gay. Bye. Gay. Hi. Hi. Uh, oh, how's your day going, Abby? I mean, it snowed on and off like six times. I know. In the 30 minutes that it took to get me from um, my mom's house to the recording space here, which is what, 20 blocks? Yeah. It snowed on and off like three times, so. It is wispy out there. Yeah, that's a description. Wispy? Wispy. I like your sound effects. Um, topic for today. Mommy, mommy issues. issues. Oh, we this have is, those. This is an interesting topic. I think everybody knows about daddy issues, especially when it comes to girls looking for love in all of the wrong places. But what happens when you have mommy issues? I feel like normally when you have mommy issues, you turn into Norman Bates. Like, yeah, psycho. <laughs> Stab someone in the shower. You know what I mean? <laughs> or you turn into Jason Voorhees and, like, come back for the 13th time for the 13th reboot. No idea who that is. Oh! I don't do a pulp, cul- you, a pulp culture. <laughs> you, uncult- you uncultured swine. I am cult- Pulp culture. Pulp, pulp culture. culture. <laughs> it's pop culture. Pulp fiction. Yeah. Pulp fiction is pop culture. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> you know what? I don't what? think we can be friends anymore. Okay. <laughs> Why are you just okay with that? Then again, I, I feel like half of this podcast is just you putting up with me ranting yeah. and just like slowly nodding at me like, can this bitch I'm shut up? I'm also dumb. Like, the worms in my brain just, like, do little jigs once in a while. Do they have tap shoes? <laughs> yeah. They have tap shoes. <laughs> you know? Okay, my mom. What are they? Do they river dance? What yeah. was that humming? Yeah. They probably they, do. They, they just river in dance. In one line. I guess yeah, they just it. river dance in one line. Lord, Lord of the worm step. Love it. <laughs> yes. It's the newest dance craze. Whenever I, um, I zone out, it's just my eyeballs, like, flipping to the back of my head watching the... You just watch their performance. Yeah, Yeah. you're like, ah, God, love the third one in the line there. Just, mwah, perfect. (laughs) Anyways, now that we're two minutes into an episode about mommy issues and we're talking about about the worms worms tap dancing in your brain, uh, let's get on topic, please. Okay. Mommy issues. What what does that actually mean to have mommy issues? I mean, I think really anything that goes wrong with your mother. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Like, anything that goes wrong with your mom, like... Uh, I, I don't know why. The reason I didn't say anything is because my brain went... You mean, like, when they have, like, a stroke or something? And I was like... Yes, kind of. I don't... Th- no. It's kind of in my I, I think you mean more, like, emotional problems, not, like, but physical yeah, problems. Well, yeah, but those physical problems can cause mommy issues, too, because it causes your mother not to be, like, there for you as much. Oh, okay. I guess I see what yeah. you... I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, My my brain is like in all kinds of galaxies today. It's out of the Milky Way. It's just it's every, out there. Every way. Every way. What are other galaxies called? We'll look it up. That's okay. I'm sure they do have names, but it's probably something very scientific, like six point four one gigabytes. <laughs> That's like, not right. Like Elon Musk's and Grimes' kid's name. <laughs> yeah. Probably Blue Ivory out there. Yeah. Blue Ivory. <laughs> I can't with you. Um, but yeah. Okay, now that we're three and a half minutes into an episode, can we actually talk about mommy issues? Yes, my mommy issues. So my mother was pretty good. She, she was pretty good until I turned, like, ten. And then she got pretty sick and started having seizures, and we didn't know why. I mean, even to this day, I don't think you ever got, like, um, a firm diagnosis oh God, as no. to what was going on. First, they thought it was somehow late-onset epilepsy. And then they realized, you're definitely not epileptic. 
And now it's kind of the assumption that it was stress-induced, that she was just under so much stress from her job and stuff, because, like, at the end of it, um, she would drive my dad to work 6.30 in the morning, come home, get us ready for school, take us to school, head straight to work, work from, like, 10 till 3, pick us up 3.30, pick my dad up at 4, come home, eat dinner, make dinner, and and go back to work, like, 5 to 11. Mm, so yeah, it was, it's like, a lot. a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And that was, like, five days a week for however long, like, years and, and years. even on weekends, you have to think, as a mom, you're taking care yeah. of your young yeah. kids at that point. Laundry she had two, and right? food and... Yep, making sure that all the housework gets mm-hmm. done and everything else. So I, I think it's just... It's a lot. And I'll be really honest, when it comes to talking about mommy issues, I very much get this sense that a lot of mommy issues kind of stem from moms almost overdoing their schedule. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are so many moms out there that are under so much stress. And anytime a child, for the most part, feels like they've been neglected by their mom, it's probably because their mom is busy trying to be Wonder Woman, working a full-time job, doing so much of the housework and everything else, taking care of the husband, taking care of the kids. Like, I don't know why there's such an insane precedence on women and mothers in general to be like borderline yeah, perfect. perfect like superhero yeah. perfect yeah where it's like oh you can't do it all what's wrong with you you yeah. can't juggle a full-time career I mean, and being a mom I mean, what's wrong too realistically my dad was not help <laughs> i mean to be fair we've already discussed yeah. daddy issues several yeah. times um yeah your dad's always been He's a bit of a troll help. so to be fair a She's lot of the work help. was falling on your yeah. mom um so she started having her seizure she spent in my uh, excuse me. This is what you get for drinking all that stupid sparkling water. My buble. You're stupid. <laughs> stupid pineapple but, buble that doesn't yeah. taste like pineapples and tastes like death. <laughs> A diabetic fever dream of what True. pineapple is supposed to taste like. I hate it. But yeah, uh, she had spent a month in the hospital straight um, after her first one, Come home, came home. She actually had to have a pick line to her heart directly at one point. Uh, for some type of medication she was on. And, um, well, I, I think that that's kind of the really scary thing is oh, that yeah. even at the time, and even now they don't really know what the cause was. Yeah. And so they were pumping her full of all these medications. And, I mean, from your perspective, yeah. you were young at the time. I'll bet you even it now you terrifying. probably don't know half the things that she was being pumped full of. Oh, she no. probably didn't even know what she was being pumped full of, going, well, we don't know what the problem is. We're just going to, you know, throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. I know there's this one really damaging medication where um, – it was for, it's for extreme epilepsy, but my mom doesn't have epilepsy, and she was on it for over a year, and she's like, this medication's really effing me up, guys, and they were like, oh, but you can't not take it. <laughs> well, I think the trouble was they didn't, they didn't know what know. was going yeah. on, so it's better to be overly cautious. Yeah, yeah but they, that was really scary, and for some point, I felt like, like I had lost my mom for that kind of two-year span while she was recovering, and then had yeah. another one, and then I, ha- I think had a third one. So there was, like, that where she was, like, in and out of the hospital for a little while. And, like, at that point, my sister was kind of taking care of me because I was, like, still pre-pubescent, just you starting were, what, puberty, oh, 11, this, 12-ish. This was, like, right around the time that you had started dancing with yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. I was, like, 11, 12-ish, and my sister was taking care of me a little bit. My dad didn't. My dad um, was visiting my mom at the hospital and bringing, bringing us pizza and McDonald's, basically. I mean, <laughs> All when you're a troll that lives in the basement and you don't know how to care for yeah. yourself, let alone children, what else do you do? Yeah, but I started to walk to school, 
with a couple of friends. You started becoming a lot more yeah. independent at that point because you kind of yeah. had to be more independent yeah. at that point. Your mom went from being yeah. there to not yeah. being there. And I think the thing that scared me the most, I remember one day you and I had had a conversation about your mom and you delivered the line, Abby, I wish you could have seen my mom before she got sick. Yeah. She was completely different. Yeah. And we had this entire conversation where – to some extent, yes, your mom is still there, but is she still your mom? She, Do you know what I mean? She is my mom. Well, now I can say that. She is my mom, but she's not the same mom I had when I was a kid. Because That's like, even scarier to deal with than yeah. losing a parent to it some extent. It was really hard for a while, but once me and my mom started getting close again, it's like, oh, yeah, this is my mom. It, it may be different now, but just sitting there kind of feeling sorry about who she used to be is not going to re- improve my relationship with her now. And no. this is the mom I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And again, I think this is the hard part is that when you lose a parent, you grieve and then eventually you do start to try and pick up the pieces and move on. Or at least that's what I did when yeah. my dad passed. I can't even imagine how hard it would be to sit there, acknowledge that, yes, they're still physically there, but mentally they are completely different. <laughs> like they are not the same person they used yeah. to. It's like literally having some sort of changeling or doppelganger take over. (laughs) And you're just like, how do you come to terms with that? That's Um, a lot to deal with. And you were young. Oh, yeah. It's a lot to deal with. I think especially with time helped a lot as, honestly, as I, as what she used to be seems more like childhood nostalgia now. And I accept that when I was a child, things were a lot more brighter and sunny because I was a kid. I mean, there could be something to that, too, just because whenever you look at things through the lens of childhood, everything's, you know, rose-colored glasses, right? You see everything as being a lot better, whereas reality, maybe you would have seen it a little differently if you had been older. So now it's just a lot easier to accept that, like, this is my mom now. And she's gotten a little better. At the beginning, she used to be really bad at, like, emotional regulation and uh, boundaries. But now she's getting a little bit better. Uh, You know, I think after having an unknown seizure disorder, I might be a little bit bad at emotions, (laughs) too. Emotional regulation. Honey, I don't have a seizure disorder, and I'm still really bad (laughs) at emotional regulation. Have you met me? But, yeah, she's gotten a lot better, and... um, we love her. She she is a good mom and a good person, all things considered. So so when we come back, I want to kind of dive a little bit more into what your relationship with your mom is like now yeah. and kind of the stresses and strains yeah. that you face having an adult relationship with your mom. Because yeah. let's be real here, your relationship with your parents is very different when you're young versus yeah. when you're older. Oh, so yeah. we'll be back to talk about that. And we're back. Hello. Okay. So, um... You and your mom mm-hmm. have been through some ups and downs over the years. Yeah. So when we're talking about mommy issues, I feel like, again, daddy issues are a lot easier to <laughs> identify. I feel like people don't normally talk about mommy issues quite as much. I so think that mommy issues are more, like, nuanced. <laughs> Weirdly enough, yeah. Like, they're always more, like, deep-seated. Like, my daddy issues, they're, like, on a poster on the wall. They're on the surface. My mom yeah, issues it, are, like... Yeah, you know, your daddy issues, like, the poster on the wall just yeah. reads looking for love in all of the wrong places. And then, like, my mommy issues <laughs> are, like, um, the structural integrity of the house. Yeah. <laughs> really deep-seated. Gotta get someone in to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, when it comes to your issues with your mom, um, I think one of the biggest things that comes to my mind, at least boundaries. Yeah. 
that is probably one of the biggest struggles that you have fought over the years with your mom, all the way from when you were younger, going through that stage of trying to become more independent to where you are now. How do you feel about how things went in your fight to get some boundaries? I think that at the beginning it was really, really difficult because... I was, like, still a teenager, but she didn't get to see me become a teenager. And so I know that sometimes she feels bad because she feels like she missed out on, like, that important portion of my life. She was going through so much herself. You were kind of growing up, like, you were growing up with her there, but it's almost like she was kind of unaware of you growing up. Yeah, well, she left, it's not like she left, but when she got sick, I was still, you would look at me and say I was a kid, and when she came back, I was a young adult. Yeah. So... It was, it was during a very fundamental time. Yeah. And um, boundaries then were hard for her to grasp. Um, they were not something... My dude, I love your mom. I would say that boundaries are still hard for her to grasp. Yeah. But then again, what mother can you say that? Yeah, true. Like, I think every mother yeah. is bad at boundaries. Yeah. I'm your mother. Yeah, of course. But, like, I... The boundaries I had with other people and the freedom I had with my sister and my dad, like, when I was, like, 13, I'm allowed to go to the park by myself. I go on walks with friends. I go on bike rides, stuff like that. Basic independence of a young teen to young adult. But my mom came back, and she was like, but... But I'm worried about this, and I'm worried about that, and what if you get hurt, and what I mean, to this? be fair, even to this yeah. day, you still look like a 12-year-old, yeah. and sometimes I get worried about someone kidnapping you and trying to sell you on the black market, and I'm like, oh, honey, you think she's jailbait? Nah, no. you got this backwards. Yeah. She looks young, but she old. <laughs> and um, have her, like, my mom be really worried and stuff, but, like, and we had a couple of fights then where it was like, I'm, I've been allowed to do this for, like, months. And I think I was a really hormonic teenager, so I was like, just step off. I can do this. Like, Did it's you fine. call it hormonic? Hormonal. I thought you said hormonic. Horm- and hormonic? I, <laughs> that's, that's why I, I got confused, and I was like, did she Harmonica? just... I was like, did she just mix words again? I'm a harmonic you remi- teenager. Are you remixing the English language over there? Right, You're yeah. like a DJ, you just remix the language. I take the dictionary, I cut it into pieces, and I... Sp- just smudge it together. So. <laughs> you just like put different yeah. pages together and you're like, look, I made a new word. <laughs> yep, I would do that. Pretty sure that's what the Webster's Dictionary yeah. is. <laughs> but yeah, so um, that was hard at first. And then as I kept doing the stuff I was doing, she eventually realized, okay, you're not going to come back dead every time. It's going to be fine. Every time? Every you, time. You mean, you mean occasionally you did come back dead? <laughs> Just once in a while you came back dead. But it was only on like a blue moon occasion. Yeah. It's fine. The rest of the time, it was all good. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. But, and then as I started growing up, you know, um, I think that uh, I kind of weaponized my independence a little bit. I, If she made me mad, I wouldn't let her do stuff for me. I wouldn't let her take me anywhere. I would insist on doing it by my, on my own. And she I mean, gets stressed out by that. I mean, to be fair, I think part of the problem you were seeing is that you wanted more independence. But the problem was she was maybe a little overbearing. Yeah. I, I can remember the fight you went through to even, like, she would not let you cook for how long? Oh, yeah. Because she didn't trust you in the kitchen? Yeah. You are, even now, just learning yeah. how to make very well, basic things because for the longest time... She was stressed out the day you decided yeah. to try and make macaroni <laughs> at age, what, 18? No. Just like nine. Not like nine, but like probably like 13. My dude, you had that argument like a year and a half ago. No. When you dropped the macaroni on the floor? No way. That was when I was like 13. That was so many Are years you ago. you sure? Yes. I would remember if it was a year ago. 
Okay, maybe I'm delusional then. I was youngish. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think for her, how she shows her love is doing stuff for other people. And like, <sighs> her way of being like, please stay in my life is doing stuff for others. Like, she'll take my sister to work and stuff like that, and that's what she likes doing. It, it's her way of staying involved. Yeah, it she, is. She's one of those people that needs to be needed. Yeah. So and for a she really, uses that. a really long time, a lot of our fights would spring up because she would be wanting to do stuff for me, but I would have her at, like, the longest arm's length because I was like, you're not my mom anymore. I don't need you, whatever. Mm. I haven't needed you for so long. You just relax and stay in bed or something. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I mean, growing up has been kind of easier now, but harder at times, because I, I get a little bit angry sometimes, but I'm good at controlling it, and she'll have, like, a hard-on stance or on something. Like, her favorite thing to say is I'll walk in and I'll be like, Mom, I'm an adult. I can do this. I can go swing on the swings at 8.30 at night without getting murdered. It's not even dark yet, Mom. And she'll be like, you live in my house and you're not an adult I, I was stuff gonna, like that. I was going to say that and, that is probably one of the biggest things between you guys is yeah. you continually trying to remind your mom that you're actually an adult. Yeah. Well, as long as you live under my house, you live under my rules. And it's like, how do you find independence (laughs) while still being at home like Um, that? Me, I I get independence from just doing it. You're you're just like, screw it, I'm going to go do it. Oh, oh, of course. Like, hey, I called my mom once and I'm like, hey, I'm going to like 7-Eleven. And it was probably like 8.30 at night again. And it's kind of dim, and we don't live in a good part of the town. I mean, they and did, just just a little while ago, they did find a body in a recycling bin yeah. in the general area. Yeah. <laughs> We're not even going to talk, this is not a true crime podcast, yeah. but that was a true crime that actually happened here in Gotham City, and, so. And my mom was out, so I call her up, and I go, oh, is there anything you want from 7-Eleven? I'll grab it for you. And she goes, you can't go to 7-Eleven at this time. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that's the reaction my mom would have, too. And I, I said, it's not that dark, it's like five minutes of a walk away I'm gonna be fine she's like you can't do that and I hung up and then I uh texted her do you want anything she answers no and then I go to 7-eleven I come home and then my mom comes back from wherever she was out and I'm holding a slurpee in my hand she goes you went didn't you I'm like yeah but she doesn't- that's, when, that's when you sit there and go no I didn't oh. <laughs> I just pulled this out of somewhere but I mean she doesn't complain that far I think she just like gets consumed with worry sometimes and that's when her she wants to try to control things she can't control come in Mm, yeah like i i'm gonna say like i'm a completely capable capable human being are you sure the language yes (laughs) are you sure yes i'm sure your english skills would tell me otherwise (laughs) i mean capability is not equal to english <laughs> Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I think in your case, it's a pretty good indicator. Other people have native languages. You can't say you're not capable because you don't speak English. No, but I just think you're capable in general. I, I mean, speaking or otherwise. I, I've traveled internationally. I'm starting to. This drive, is true. This so is true. Like you're getting I, there. I'm a capable human being. Mostly when people don't give me reason to worry. If I don't have a lot of influence on what I can be worried about, I normally won't be that worried. It's only when people kind of implant the yeah. idea, oh, aren't you concerned about that? And you're like, should I be when concerned about that? When my mom gets, that? goes, you're going to get murdered. And I'm like, 
no, I'm not. I'm going to do it. And then I walk in and I like looking behind my shoulder yeah, everywhere you're like, I go. Now you're more paranoid because someone's like implanted the idea subconsciously and you're like, oh she no. She is getting a lot better with boundaries because I, me and my sister do work together. To you, you do actually kind of tag team yeah, a little bit. Yeah. To help her understand these concepts because it just takes her a while to your, get it. Your mom is one of those very forward people where there is no such thing as being mm-hmm. off limits when it comes to her kids. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like she, she, she's one of those people to go, I changed your diapers. Yeah. I know everything about you. So yeah. I can walk in on you as an adult. You have nothing yeah. that I haven't seen before. But meanwhile, yeah. you're sitting there going, mom, get out. I'm fine with that. I walk around the house naked. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. She, we don't talk about you and your nudist colony fantasies. <laughs> she, um, like she's lived a long life full of, um, not many boundaries. <laughs> And she comes from a background where her home life wasn't that good, and she finally has kids who are fully grown, and she wants to stay involved, but it's her first time staying involved in adult children's life. I mean, there is no manual to how no, to raise uh, children, no. especially as you get older, yeah. because the relationship you have and you build with your kids from the time that yeah. they're a baby, to see them turn into another human yeah. being that doesn't need you as much anymore, that's a huge yeah. transition. I know one thing we worked on her for a while is... You can't touch me whenever you want to. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't come up to me and poke me if I don't want you to. She still struggles and with I that, have, I And I have a right to be angry at you if you do that. Yep. So we talked to her about that, and she... And, you know, I, I think the other major thing that you struggled with for a while, and I want to know if this has actually gotten any better... Mm. You are one of those people. You grew up dancing with me from the time yeah. you were fairly young. You have always been an extreme stickler for etiquette yeah. in a theater. Yeah. You used to hate it. Your mom is a little bit more rough yeah. and tumble, if yeah. you will. Um, she used to absolutely kind of speak loudly, yeah. cheer loudly and all yeah. that. It used to drive you up the wall. Has yeah. she gotten any better or have you just learned to handle it knowing that that's just her way? How have um, you guys come to... An agreement on that. <laughs> oh, no, that at, face. At things like uh, dance competitions, I don't mind her shouting as long as she knows to use the right words. As in, yeah, go your name, or, and not, that's my baby. Oh, I love your mom. Oh. And she's amazing. That's my baby I cake's up there. Yep, that's your but, mom. Um, yeah, I've had talks with her about it before, and honestly, looking back, I could have been a little bit more gentle about it. But um, I really just think that she has the best intentions. She doesn't do it to be embarrassing. She doesn't do it so no, that God, I, no. I get mad at her. She has the best intentions. She and, does. And now that I'm so older. So that, that may have been a little bit of a mix of she was maybe going a yeah. little overboard, but you were also maybe yeah. a little overreacting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you've kind of come to more of a consensus on that where yeah. she's toned it down a little yeah. bit, but you're also kind of like, this is who she is. Yeah, and now that I'm adult, I don't have to go with her everywhere. If if there's True. somewhere she's going to go that I don't think she's going to behave appropriately, I don't have to be there. Mm. That's just it. Just full on removing yourself from the situation. Yeah, if that's, smart. Yeah, smart. I have to be, uh, I have to pick my battles. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, there are enough battles to pick. Mm-hmm. But let us know. Um, contact us on all of our social media. Let us know. Do you have mommy issues? What, what does that yeah. even entail for you? I mean, as we said before, daddy issues are mm-hmm. clearly telegraphed. Mommy issues sit a lot deeper. Oh, so yeah. we'd love to get some feedback on this. But until then, that's all for this episode. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Game by gay, guys. Bye. Bye.